and that's where the the content creation part kicked in for us because you're already creating the content you're just not repurposing it as much as you should be or could be so what can you do with that podcast episode and take it from there so you've already created like 12 months worth of content and then you can like be even more prolific with it welcome to the more clients less effort podcast where we provide expert insights and strategies to turbocharge your business growth i'm your host tim hyde And in this series, we'll unpack the secrets, proven systems, and the sales and marketing strategies used by successful business owners to attract, convert, and keep A-class clients on autopilot. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur looking to scale your customer acquisition or a budding startup owner looking to crack the code on attracting the right clients, you've come to the right place. Join us on this journey to building a thriving business that leaves a lasting impact. Now let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of More Clients, Less Effort. I'm here with my podcast producer from behind the sound desk, Leon. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me on. Okay. So guys, if you've been listening to our podcast for a couple of episodes now and you're concerned about my sound quality, please address your complaints to Leon at Complaints Department. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, I want to I want to really, because we're going to talk about, obviously, this is going to have a real podcast-flavored episode for this podcast, but we're going to drill into a little bit of your journey and how you got to where you are right now and some of the systems that you use in the back end. Of course, we want to sort of reveal those to some of our listeners who might be thinking about doing podcasts as a marketing tool in their business. But I think one thing I want to draw out for our listeners to start with is that you've been a producer of podcasts since 2015. Yeah. So I think I, I kicked it off in 2015 where I was actually started producing my wife's podcast. I realized that there was kind of a need for what I was doing and accidentally started a business, but it was more like a like a side gig. <laughs> so, and then that's, that's how it all got started. But with well, always I had in the back of my mind the content creation part of it and using a podcast to do that to grow your business and that's where it's evolved and that's where it's really kicked on. Do you think there's been a like a shift in I guess the amount of content created or particularly audio content or I mean I remember back when I started podcasting we're going back to now I'm going to show my age of doing this for 2001 right that is 22 years ago that's kind of crazy back in 2001 and the conversations we were having right then was like oh my god podcasts is it's everywhere and it's going to get saturated but even now we're having a conversation just in the last week that we've got so many podcasts out there but very few of them actually get any traction and they might have sort of 10 or 20 episodes before they just disappear into obscurity why why is that? Are we still as kind of in infancy in podcasting? Uh, is it a saturated market? Why is it such a good medium to connect with people? Yeah, well, so there's one thing, it's definitely not saturated at all. Two, uh, the reason it's such a good medium is that you get to be in someone's ears for 20, 30, 40 minutes per episode per week. So you can really build a rapport, like a personal connection with your listeners. So that's the other thing. I'll go back a little bit to 2020, the year we don't talk about and that kind of thing, what happened was a whole lot of podcasts appeared to like saturate everything there because people were at home and they like got bored. So they'll start a podcast and, and whatnot. We've actually gone back to the level it was before then. So essentially we went from 2 million podcasts total to a 4 million podcasts. I went back to 2 million podcasts again. And then even out of those ones, if you break it down further and think it's like saturated, it's clearly not. The amount of podcasts that have actually produced an episode in the last 30 days is really low. So out of the the, the, the million that's out there that's actually active, considered active, there's only about 7% that are actually producing consistent podcast episodes every week. So it's super low. 
So okay. being so consistent. Well, you, just, you just gave us a let's take back to that and say two million active, two million active podcasts, yep. two million podcasts out there. Seven percent, hundred forty thousand across all genres globally. Yeah, and that's the thing, all genres, right? Yeah. Right. I'm, so, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about true crime fans out there, but one hundred forty thousand podcasts isn't really very much. And, and I think one of the things I love about podcasting is. I'm having these conversations with clients anyway, right? I literally open up a, a call with someone, I talk to them, I re- hit record, right? I throw it to someone to put some editorial quality over it because I suspect even of those 140,000 active ones, there's a bunch that don't have a huge amount of production value. Yep. So it's pretty easy to kind of raise the bar in terms of some quality. But the thing, the thing that really interests me about this is as soon as I've got an audio and or video, I've got... 12 months worth of content just by having conversations that I'd be having anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the the content creation part kicked in for us because you're already creating the content. You just start repurposing it as much as you should be or could be. So what can you do with that podcast episode and take it from there? So you've already created like 12 months worth of content and then you can like be a bit more prolific with it. Okay. Talk to me about that. Let's break that down in terms of repurposing. How does someone repurpose say a podcast like this where we've we've recorded something i found something interesting to talk about with somebody else around presumably my area of expertise and i've got an audio recording and you know, just by hitting the record button on zoom or google meets or teams or whatever you happen to be using i've got some content now what how do we how do we repurpose it so we can start off just as a basic thing by actually advertising the podcast itself on with social media assets so that's things like audiograms quotes from the interview if you said something amazing we'll put you know, on a quote and then if you've got video you can make like short video snippets as well so by pulling out a few video snippets some audiograms you could probably get one or two out of that and some some quotes you've actually created probably anywhere from three to like 30 more pieces of content coming out of it. Uh, and that doesn't include things like you could write a blog based on the information that you've just talked about, the the expert knowledge that's come out of your head. And from there, you can create a LinkedIn post to go with it. So it, it could just go on and on. So you could become quite prolific with what you just produced. And you've, all you had to do was, if we've got a team, all you have to do is record that one episode and then get it out there. I think one of the things that I see when people think about doing content creation is they think that they need to do everything else themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is clearly not the case. Where do people find podcast producers? What should they, if they say, I want someone to produce this, what, some, what would someone ask or look for to know whether they're getting a quality producer like yourself? Yeah. So I, I think social proof is probably one of the best things if you look at the shows that they've already produced. And if you can look at one of those shows and then what's actually coming out, the quality-wise that they're producing. So th- there is quite a fair few amount of producers out there. So you're right, trying to tell which one's a good one or which one suits you. But social proof is probably one of the best ways of doing it. Yeah, I know. No, I would agree with that. I um I was fortunate enough to help my son and two of his mates and my niece produce podcasts for school assignments. My niece is in year seven and she had to produce a, a two-minute podcast, which was, I must admit, really surprisingly hard to produce a two-minute podcast because we had to cut so much stuff and the waveform and, and, and everything to sort of go with it. And my son and two of his mates were doing some year 12 assignments where we had to produce a podcast for them as well. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to get my thing out and record. But there's... It was chock full of ums and ahs and rights and okays and yep, yep, yep. It was right throughout the thing. So there's there's a huge amount of work that actually goes into producing a quality piece of content, isn't there? That someone's actually going to go, I'm listening to this person and they seem to know what they're talking about. It was actually interesting because we we used a tool for the for the kids podcast 
which I've done a little bit of playing around with called Descript. And so you can look that up. I think there's probably other versions of Descript out there, but literally recorded the episode directly into Descript, although we could have uploaded an audio file and it transcribed everything. And I like it because I could right-click on an up and then remove all filler words. It went and recognized them for yep. us. I could chop bits of words out and rearrange them. I could insert pauses or take pauses out to actually make it sound a little bit more coherent in terms of story. Yes. So AI is definitely helping to do those things. I think what it is though, is that you have to have that human touch to it to make sure that it's it sounds like it's got the right cadence, the right flow. Like you said there, you're, you're adding like a pause at the right place. And there's a couple of AI apps that will actually just hack all the blanks, like the, the empty air spaces out. And it sounds like they're kind of having an anxiety attack. As, so that's not, not great. And yeah, so, but I think essentially the, the difference is that with the, with the producer and actually human interaction in it is that you actually get that, the right feel, the right cadence, uh, and, and they're going to know as well to be able to, like you said, you might not pick that piece out and move it around with another piece to make it sound right or have it in the right flow, all those kind of things. So it's definitely something that needs to be kind of aware of. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed with, with podcasting over, over sort of my time in, in doing it is that it's a really easy way to, to connect with your audience, as, as I mentioned. Right? It's a really easy way to produce content and then repurpose it en masse. But there is, there is that thing that ultimately, whatever it is we're doing, whatever content we're creating to position ourselves as authorities, ultimately it's not about the algorithm that's going to rank us on the front page of a new and noteworthy podcast in Apple or on the front page of Google, ultimately it gets down to the point that I've got a human who's going to listen to this at the end of it, and they need to connect with us in some way. If their cadence is a little bit weird or too fast, it becomes very difficult to understand. If it's too AI, and you've heard some AI content, I've heard some AI content, and we probably all have, scrolling through Instagram reels and and whatnot, and you listen to it, and clearly this is an AI voice. Yeah. The, the inflections give it away. Yeah. The inflections give it away. So we've actually got to create content that ultimately connects with our customers on an emotional level. Yep. Yeah. Talk to me about a system you use. Right? So I'm, I'm really curious about this. You've got some, you've probably got a whole ton more tools than than I do. I've just, just like, that was interesting. Let me have a play around with that one. You've got a, a, a ton of tools that helps you grow your customer base. What are you doing in terms of systems that really help you attract more clients and save you a ton of time. You mentioned AI as one of those. Yeah, so having AI, it doesn't take away the, the need for like staff or a team member. What it actually does is actually makes you way more efficient. And so essentially your team's faster. And so way I think about it is, is we can have more of an offer and a, and a better offer using the same uh, amount of labor, for example. So I think that from that point of view, that that's much better use of AI I know I've heard of other people that got rid of team members and just use AI. The problem is the quality wasn't as good and it really isn't. If you just went and used AI, for example, you might get 90% of the way there, but the last 10 is the kind of the gold and what makes it sound great. And so rather than have a team, we have a team and we just look at producing a better and more premium product all the time. So we're always looking for that efficiency and a better production of, of product. Exactly so, the same amount of time you've got to actually kind of just elevate that. Yeah, exactly. Moving further. Yeah. What, yeah. what what are some of the things that, A, what are some of the AI tools that you use? What is some of the higher level production? What what, what does that look like for somebody? Yeah. So you, you obviously heard of ChatGPT, which is, yep. is always the, the, the thing. But in saying that, like most things, you put crap in, you get crap out. So if you're not using the right commands or prompts, 
it, it doesn't work as well as it should. So that's where that human interaction part comes back in again because you need to have the right team members that can actually ask the right prompts to get the right information back out again. So with some of these things, you need to be a bit like clear around because some things have like some, like say ChatGPT, for example, you can't put 1500 words in. So you can't drop a whole like transcript in, for example, and get something out of it. But then what we did find, we still need that uh, the human to actually come in there and go pull out, say like the, the quotes, for example, but the quotes that are relevant to what you're talking about, we find that it becomes a little bit off track, so to speak. So it doesn't quite line up where it should. So that's that's a great one. And probably uh, I think some things like in back in the day, we used to have to get like transcriptions done by someone listening to it and typing it out. And now and it's been quite, AI has been around for quite a while. So any one of the, the transcription kind of AI tools that you use, at least you can get it transcribed quickly and they listen to it once and adjust it to be accurate so so it's more efficient so that's where their premium product comes in so yeah you could have just re- you could have just used ai punched out a transcription and man you get some funny words out of it i don't even mean anything so and i've seen those where your accent or yep. you've spoken too fast and it's kind of going that's not the word i said right there <laughs> that makes yeah. no sense whatsoever yeah yeah absolutely so so that's that's where i really think that the ai comes for us into into use so uh, and premium products wise is because we're getting a, a better more accurate product and then the other part is i'm also looking at how i kind of offer more uh, at, the, at the same time if you're on youtube for example you need to have seo for youtube but even as part of like say apple podcast for example you need to make sure that they're using the right words in the title and the title of your podcast to attract the right niche in the right market um, same goes with your website so if you're putting up your your podcast blog post that's when you want to have that and so that the right people are being attracted to your website so you can grab their email address and etc cetera, etc cetera. okay so we're talking search engine optimization yeah, yeah, which is yeah. and i think that exists in all of the platform yep. sharing platforms now yeah yep, yep. whether it be a podcast platform or a google search or a bing search or on social those platforms are all designed around making sure that people get the content that they're looking for, right? Yeah. And if, if they go to your podcast and disappear or they go to your website and disappear, be penalized because it's not the stuff they're actually looking for, right? So we definitely need to think about those platforms exist only by their ability to deliver the right content that people actually want to consume. Okay, so a couple of things there, right? So AI, obviously, for, for show notes and auto transcription. Do you use any other tools that people, that you guys, some little secret source? We still actually edit manually audio because of the human interaction in there. Um, there is a couple that uh, I think it's Google Google Podcast. We'll have to add the name into the show notes, but the things that can actually take away from when you're recording can take away background noise and things like that. So not so much in the, the, the posts, production but the actual recording but there is ai in there that can actually make a big difference these days so but i'll put that link in the show notes yeah that's really cool actually because i think you've got like cooking inferior quality product in the first place there's only so much you can do with it to make it look yeah. good yeah and then that's part of it so if like remember i said like the whole with ai it's one of those things like crap in crap out but if you with have damaged audio once it's damaged it's, it's stuffed you can't make it sound any better there's say the google podcast is one but crisp there's also another one which actually removed background noise and it's it's amazing how many people turn up for a podcast interview as a guest and they don't have headphones and they don't have a microphone and they don't even have like the Apple earpods or anything, AirPods and none of those and they're sitting in a co-working space and you can barely hear them and it's virtually impossible. So that it's like yeah, being I know I've, the voice and yeah. I know I've I've certainly thrown out a few episodes entire, entirely just because they were trying to just do it on their phone with no audio equipment so if you're going to be a guest 
definitely get it. If you are going to produce, definitely get some decent kit to actually sort of set yourself up. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually really surprised at how good Zoom is for cutting out background noise. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and also the echo, the echo button as well. That's actually quite good. So echo button, tell me about this. Need no more echo button. What is that? So have you seen the zoom settings? Like you can scroll endlessly through like zoom settings. So you might need to know what to look for there. Yeah, look at the other one. Oh, this is one you tip you gave me last week. Actually, record on two tracks. Yep. So if you can, if you've got the tool to do it, record your guest and yourself on different tracks in case you need to adjust the sound volume independently. Yep. Well, leveling is always one thing. Also, if we're trying to make your voice sound better with a bit of compression and those things, you're trying to compress two voices that are completely different is quite difficult. So <laughs> I, I know from my voice to my, my wife's voice, who's quite a lot higher than mine, it doesn't work the same. So I have a whole different equalizer setting to what she has. There we go. And you can do that on your desktop. Yep. Of course, I know Sam's got a, uh, a really cool little Elgato stream deck that she can insert sounds throughout if should you want to you can do it in the post-production it's just going to cost you more right? yep absolutely absolutely mate we always finish with a bit of a quick fire so i'm going to put you on the spot with a couple of questions and see how you how you go let's start with this one all right so what's your what's your biggest podcasting failure and what did you learn from that experience uh not recording in two tracks actually <laughs> uh, and then thinking i could actually remove that or if you can hear that um leaving my notifications on <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, like, so yeah, turn, turn your notifications off, recording two tracks because once it's damaged, you cannot bring it back. So once it's yeah. done, it's done. How would you like to be remembered? That's a good one. Oh, you always say you make a difference in the world. Yeah. Hey, just be a nice guy. It's good for me. That's a, that's a win. <laughs> if you were to win $10 million tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Property and not working. Maybe a holiday. More wine. More wine. Yeah. Wine is good. What, all right. Let's finish up. What would you wish everyone understood about what it is you do? That it's not as easy as you would think it is to edit the audio or as fast as you think it is. Yeah, good reason to outsource. Leon, where can we find you? Yourpodcastconcierge.com. That's where you can find me. Fantastic. All right, mate. Appreciate you jumping out from behind the sound deck and joining us on today's episode of More Clients, Less Effort. We'll catch you again next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of More Clients, Less Effort. Join us next time for another insightful discussion filled with actionable advice and inspiring stories, all geared towards helping you grow and scale your business simply and easily. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.